Chris, do you have anything in mind, options for today's episode? Look, we've been just having a chat prior to hitting record on food and <laughs> sport. So it's probably you say as that as if yeah. it, you say that as if that's you know it's like unusually we've been talking yeah. about food and sport. I wonder if there are any other elements to our friendship. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't wonder with any sort of active agency of me, interest. I feel like the other main dynamic in our friendship is me drinking water without offering you water. <laughs> you gotta have a bit. No, no, nothing, nothing striking. But I will say again, like just going away from these recordings and then into um, what I call the rest of my life. Um, I comp- the idea of competition, which we talked about, yep, in last, rec- ep- last episode, um, has come up so many times. And like you know, I, I, like other people will be having competition, like conversations about is competition good or bad, and I'm just like. You know, like the Grinch <laughs> with a, a ready ear cupped to the door. I'm like, wow. It's so interesting to, um, I don't know, it's so nice to have this place to, like, have active, I don't know, like raised brain paths to engage with the ideas that seem to be everywhere. Also, I just assume that the reason those conversations are happening for you to overhear is because people have just been So the latest Rank Idea podcast really uh, raised some interesting points about competition yeah, i mean well, sure if, if they're people that are in my life yeah, yeah. <laughs> also because uh that episode hasn't actually gone live yet so <laughs> that shows how how uh viral we are yeah. <laughs> um that kind of makes me want to do so one that's been on my mind lately just just the idea and this is the usual perverse nick bit but the idea because you know i'm the same i think about okay us highlighting and raising these ideas makes them more alert and and uh present in my thinking more front of mind when I look around the world. Um, when uh, uh, Rank Idea Superfan, uh, I saw one of the reviews that um, Libby Gordon did on one of the podcast platforms where mm-hmm. you can review something, and she just offhandedly referred to us as a modern philosophy podcast, oh, yeah. which was interesting for me because I was like, oh, are we, is that what we're doing? Is, philo- is philosophy? I thought this was traditional philosophy. <laughs> yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought this was straight down the line. Yeah, Libby, this is a sandstone institution we're <laughs> broadcasting from. But no, I, and, you know, obviously this is just at the heart of my personality defects where just, it's, you know, just being labeled as anything that's part of anything makes me, like, uh, re- recoil. <laughs> I was like, we're not doing a thing that you can name, but um, we are. It's called podcast. Rank- yes, it's, it's called a podcast. But um, that idea of philosophy as a thing to rank, because I, I was like, oh, that'll be an interesting one to oh, rank. Oh, no. Oh, I hate this. <laughs> um, but also, like, having to answer the question of, like, what are, is that what we're doing? Is it relevant to us? Because, I mean, it reminds me of when we had um, a couple of people on the Facebook uh, look at the – when we posted the list and a couple of people were, like, who clearly hadn't listened yeah. to maybe the podcast at all or – our episode on debate were like, you've got debate solo, but isn't that what you're doing? Whereas, you know. What? We're exactly. Like, uh, I feel like. Debate ideas. <laughs> I think that, that's good luck with that podcast. Jim and Jiminy. Those are the hosts. Of- oh, I was thinking um, that you were going to come up with bizarro versions of us, but maybe that's Jim and Jiminy. Yeah, Jim and Jiminy. You know which one is which. Yeah. Um, no need to talk about that anymore. <laughs> Subject over. Um, but yeah, so philosophy. That's All right. Rank that's so near. I hate it. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Pinging through the ether like a giant emotion. This lotion, this lotion. Sometimes commotion, sometimes no commotion. Rank ideas. Take them to the bank ideas. 
Welcome all and sundry to the Rank Ideas podcast, the only podcast on the whole planet where Nick Deladovic and myself, Chris Andrew, rank every idea from the human canon in an ever-expanding list from best to worst. We put the really, real sick rad ones up the top and down the bottom, the other, the ones that you have based your life around uh, <laughs> often, uh, <laughs> as it turns out, and, you know, to a, to a certain uh, extent, us. Um, so, uh, the... We live in a society. We live in a society. And in society, uh, often uh, a young human's mind turns towards puzzling out the things that make up stuff. And Yes. And what better way to do it than from your own mind? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so philosophy is what I have bullied into being as our um, topic today to rank on our uh, list. Um, the... So, uh, clean definition of philosophy, Chris. This one's going to be lit. This episode's going to be lit. Oh, you're asking me to do yep. one? Oh, is, is, this, is it just literally the study of thinking or something like that? I think it's more... Uh, yeah, no, I, that doesn't... No, doesn't no that would be more... Um, I guess that would be closer to psychology, but I think philosoph- philosophy is the idea of um, creating a, a mental and investigative uh, framework to make sense like not just make sense of the world uh but also not just observe what's going on and what existence is but also um create a framework for doing existence well i think is the other implication at least in the history of philosophy and how it's applied um yeah it's about which you know i i can see because i'm thinking about what made um okay this is a philosophy podcast and i guess maybe the idea inherent in our listifying of things which is that oh we're gonna you know, a list is a thing you use for a practical purpose, which is to, and, you know, us, if we're ranking things in order, then there's the implication. And we've stated it many times on the podcast that this is a selfless act that we're doing for the new society that will take the list and uh, operate at a superior level from having ideas ranked in order. So I guess that's, I can see the argument that that's in the lineage of the um, human tradition of sitting around and thinking and debating and analyzing how you should, how things are, what's going on, and then how what you should do about it and how you should be. Uh, for, for some reason, it's just the more you talk about it, the more I think about it. I, I just, it brings to mind the, uh, do you know the Groucho Marx bit where he's like dressed as a judge? I don't even remember even exactly what it is, but he's like, whatever it is, I'm against it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're with it. That's how I feel about philosophy. Like, I, I'm, oh yeah, right. I'm instinctively, I'm instinctively very withering towards it, which is why I thought it was fun like, yeah, I'm just investigating my own skin-crawling reaction to being described as philosophy. Yeah. Philosopher. Yeah, and I think, I think uh, look, a part of that will inevitably be because of the culture around yes. philosophy. where we Because with a lot of our ideas, we're not just talking about what the the what it says it does on the box versus what the box is. That's it. Um, where we, we're looking at the culture of how things play out. But I think philosophy, um, look... Often philosophy is a very popular thing, obviously, for people to engage with. And a lot of people all the time are telling me to read specific philosophy books or I histories bet. of philosophies or podcasts of philosophies. And I like apologize and full disclaimer, I can't I can't get into one percent of them. Mm-hmm. Like and I don't mean one percent of them are great and I love them. I mean like the first one percent I'm like, I I like I'm lost here. I d I don't care. I'm I'm done. And I guess in the same in the same way as like like I am, I can imagine and see how we would be living in like the shadows and craters of great ideas that have come before us from you know pursuits of philosophy and things like that. But I don't, I don't like to think 
that that's true. And I don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I don't <laughs> think that that's a great way to carve out the future either. Um, I think, my yeah, my initial instinct in how do I, how do I think about philosophy is I, I know there's a sort of a, a contemporary criticism of it amongst you know people like. Nassim Nicholas Taleb or, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, other generally insufferable people from other ends, other spectra of the world yeah. who would be like, and maybe this is even fair for Taleb, but um, feel like, well, what's its, what's its predictive value? Zero. What's, sure. what's its structure around? Um, what's its accountability? Zero. What's its, mm-hmm. you know, um, what's its process? As you say, your gag before about, um, uh, oh, yeah, what better place to spring, you know, to what better tool to use than your own brain to yeah. analyze things? Yeah. Which, yeah, like, I mean, again, as someone who... My intuitions, my sensibility naturally or through conditioning is like at an, at another equally arguably obnoxious end of the spectrum, which is the idea of it's like, well, you know, it's the it's the meat and the functionality of the human brain that's defining things. So understanding as much as we can about that and its operation and yeah, like uh, functionality limitations and parameters, like that's going to give you useful, measurable, predictive things. Um, which again, that's that's reductive in its own way, but it does me being over at that end makes it very. Like when you have, when I've tried to get into things like the history of philosophy, like of philosophy as a as a school, as an as a um, as a living history, as a tradition, so much of it is expressed in terms of the history of the thinkers. Like it's it's a yeah. it's a uh, celebrity history, hagiography. Yeah, well, even when it's not a hagiography, it's still kind of like well, you know, the way the way that you learn philosophy as you learn the different arguments of the different thinkers in, in the, the order stars, that they had like, yeah. 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 In the order that, yeah, exactly. That's it. it. Oh, you know, if not, and, and rock stars is a good analogy because people, philosophers tend to either be into, they, it's like music fandom where it's like, oh, I'm either into the, um, white hot, like ubiquitous celebrity yeah. or I'm into the, you know, uh, edgy, I'm into the edgy pick, like the kind of, I'm into the outsider artist, Daniel Johnston of philosophy, but there's no, like it's one, one is just a reaction against the other, but it's still the idea of it. It's still this idea of, oh, well, who was the, who was the thinker who really had the thinky thought? And, um, yeah, yeah to me, it's and just. And that, so that's, that, that goes more to the culture of it. Um, yes. But it is at the heart of like most of your engagement with it. I, or most of my engagements uh, with it have been. More and more. I mean, as we've ranked ideas like journalism and stuff where you get into that idea of it's like, how much is, is it the thing that's bad or is the culture that's bad? More and more, I'm just kind of like, oh, I feel like the, I feel like the culture blaming the culture is an, is a willful uh, denial of the way that the culture is sh- is shaped by what's inherent in the idea. Yeah, not all the time, I'm sure, but like I wonder what the best example of uh, a tangent here, but I wonder what the best example of is uh, between the disparate, like what's the most significant gap between the intention of something uh, like and the culture of what uh, and that emerges from it. Not intention because intention is not the same thing, but the actual construct. At the, that's at the center of yeah right anyway that's something we can talk about some of the stuff we've got Mike. some of the stuff we've got right down the bottom of the list i think has um has, you know i think yeah, a lot of the well, stuff, stuff that we've put right down the religion bottom, is like, a striking uh, one, i guess it, well even like i mean ideolo- there, there. Ide- ideology free uh free will faith i think is a really good example of something mm. you know like the intended outcome of it is uh huge golf in terms of the actual outcome but um yeah, the- like philosophy, this has really struck me at a good time because I was gifted recently um, Slavoj Žižek's latest book. Uh, I don't know if it's latest. It's called A Left That Dares to Speak Its Name. Uh-huh. Um, and it was in, in, with, with an endorsement. And, like, same deal. Like, the first couple pages, like, <laughs> like, like cause, because, because he's afforded the position of a philosopher who, who you know, with, um, you know, who has great, many, is across a great 
number of things and mm-hmm. is w- a polymath well, exactly and is well educated and is you know and constantly you know interrogating new things about the world there's just like for some reason there's just a platform i don't know a crystal platform in the sky which just makes no sense to me to then be the sole basis for assertions because it's literally like page two it's like and recently, we have, oh no, I won't do it because it's so disgusting with <laughs> sniffing into a mic. It won't, might be gross. We should get my housemate Mark has the, if That's we ever a need a, a Zizek impression. Yeah, I do. Yeah, we can. I always need a Zizek impression. Um, anyway, but he's, he's talking about, um, you know, we're, uh, in India recently, there was a science convention that deemed that uh, there should be a Vishnu particle because it was evidence of something from the Hindu canon, you know, being present. And then. In Poland, they're burning Harry Potter books. Now, these are just two incidences. But what they clearly suggest is that across the world, there is a trend towards... Mm-hmm. I'm like, what yeah. are you... How can clearly. you say that? My like, favourite... So, coincidentally... No one else would get away with that. So, coincidentally, I got I, I got two friends of mine last night to watch uh, the 1988 John Carpenter film, They Live With Me, which is just delightfully... It's one of my favourite films. It's this delightfully oh. ham-fisted um, 80s B-movie about where, you know, um, you know uh, a guy finds out that the world is being run by aliens and it's, you know, he has like a, he has like a pair of sunglasses, especially treated sunglasses that allow him to see the subliminal messages that they're putting through. So you, you would, yeah. 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 And um, it's uh, my favorite. I really wanted to, yeah. So, you know, he's putting the sunglasses on and the, the money, he he looks at the money and he sees that the money actually says, this is your God, you know? Yeah. Just so so on the nose. I love it so much. And then um, the, uh, I, I more or less made my friends watch the whole 90-minute movie so then I could show them six minutes of Zizek talking about it and mm. his Pervert's Guide to Cinema documentary where he's – and, you know, like, it's the same. He comes in hot where he's like uh, – he's like, uh, They Live is undoubtedly one of the underrated masterpieces of cinema as an Undoubtedly one of the underrated <laughs> masterpieces. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, what's – And, um, yeah, but again, assertions – Assertion. I mean, uh, yeah, sorry. We can't wait to so, yeah. can't wait to rank assertion. I mean, assertion. There's a lot that's fun about assertion, but like, is it good though? But yeah, but philosophy. Again, it's just the like I said, and this is the thing. Zizek's right? not the only philosopher. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. The only. He's the he's the, the fine, last philosopher. The last philosopher. <laughs> no, <laughs> but the idea of um yes yeah, so for someone is um obnoxiously contrarian and and you know like uh problematically self-confident as myself. Like I look at the history of philosophers and I'm just like, oh, it's just a bunch of people who didn't, they didn't know though. They didn't like, it's just a bunch of people who fundamentally weren't right about most things. So. Yeah. And that's, that's the beauty of it. I mean, if you could see the, um, the silent evidence of like the entire body of each thinkers, um, proclamations and and works, you know, I wonder how much of it is just like, cause obviously all the, the dust gets swept away and you just need to, I often think about, and this is something that you won't like, Nick, but, um, hit me. Yeah. I often think of artists like, um, <laughs> Kanye West and to a lesser extent, like Radiohead or, um, what do I think? Of? Anyway, Kanye, I think is an outlier. I, I think that he just sort of says basically everything and then you get what you want out of it. Like, and the stuff that you like, you like, and the stuff that you don't, you forgive because there's a the stuff in it that you like. Like, I, I feel like he's more in a school, like a really specific school, which I have a lot of delight and warmth towards, which is just the, um, uh, like a certain school of like pop culture, African-American oratory, like which rap is like cross maps with, as in like, uh, so last year, um, Zev and I had a great time watching like the latest season of American Idol mm. and Lana Ritchie was one of the judges. Oh, yeah. And this, to me, he's a good, he's a good epitome of this example of, of like, 
he his style of judging and critique and kind of interacting with performance um, he just seen would be to just launch into a sentence with extreme confidence like he's extremely um uh eloquent and mm. like his turn of phrase is great he absolutely clearly has no idea what sentence he, what he's about to say when he, <laughs> right right but he comes he's got the tone just comes in so confidently and always lands the plane every yeah, time right. in a way uh. that every and it's <laughs> one of the most satisfying it's just so i enjoy being a part of it so much just seeing someone do that but as you say it at the heart of it is a lack of um there's not a there's not a coherent um it's not coming from a thought of like, well, here's here's my take on things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it yeah, comes yeah. from a thought of like, let's enjoy. I'm gonna go. <laughs> let's let's in, let, like let's all have a great time. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah, yeah. With uh, with human English, and um. Well, anyway, it, what 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 I was thinking is much in the same way. The um, philosophy is there's a lot of that. I think. Yes. Like um, yeah. I mean, for me, like let's let's look at the history of philosophy. The bit that we were talking, the bit that I puzzled out before, which I think is worthy of which is like an early hurdle that it falls at is this idea of the history of philosophy being so philosophy being so geared around how should you live your life and just how many faulty assumptions are at the heart of that for any generation that's trying to do it. I mean, so much of it, I feel like so much of the history of philosophy is how do you live a quote unquote good life, which, you know, right there, I mean, we put good and evil pretty low on the list. Like the idea of um, like the hyper-local assumptions that make up the idea of what good is um, the hyper-local assumptions that make up the idea of um, even just the idea that a life should be done well and not badly or that it matters. Yeah. No? Like, do, you, do you think that there are, like, I, I think it's, easy, like you say, hyper-local ideas of what good good is, but do you think that there are a fundamental consistent set of, like, um, you know, obviously, you know, we're sort of genetically not identical, but, you know, basically the same as we were 100,000 years ago in a lot of ways. Hmm. Do you think that, um, oh, sorry, probably 70,000 years is, is fair, or 200,000 years, but it seems like consciousness. Um, do you think that it's fair to then say that there could be a version of like tenets for um, broad principles for how to um, get better access to good things? To, to, it's hard to, hard to talk without saying good. Yeah, um, but the, I mean, that's the two things that yeah, will be. In terms of what we're doing here with the list, I think this is what we're going to have to contend with a lot because, you know, we're put like our list is a value. This is why we're going to describe as a philosophical podcast. That's it, because our list is a values exercise in terms of we're putting things in order of value. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're going, we ourselves are going ahead on an assumption that there is, um, that value has practicality. Um, and that, uh, also, you know, like, I don't think that we are contending that this list is like a snapshot of, you know, 2020. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah, well, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. we're trying. We're, we're if we're trying hard to um, posit. Uh, yeah, to pro- to project um, a version. Yeah, to project versions of these ideas separate from yeah the specific detritus that's built up from their um, historical use. But yeah, the other. Um, uh, but still, as you say, like where we ourselves are coming from, an idea of it's like oh well, there are things that we. There are things that we want. The mind, yeah. The, off the top of my head, the answer to the question, answer to the question is that maybe, and maybe this is like taking it into the dumbly obvious, but I think there are consistent human wants. Like, mm-hmm. as in, I think uh, you could track, you could boil down to some fundamental wants and desires. Um, I definitely, I think the desire is a part of the human condition that needs to be contended with. That's essential and intrinsic. Like, I yeah. like 
structures and frameworks of ideology and mythology that are about freeing yourself from human desire doesn't like to me unless there's some ultimately surgical or medical process that does that then i don't, yeah. I don't think it can be done so yeah like called stoicism baby it's your map to the top <laughs> i'll buy two but the um the yeah so there, there are um at least you know uh commonalities maybe if i maybe this is just really again just wanting to make everything sit around my sensibility but like if a version of philosophy that was think that was viewing itself as more as all right how do we contend with the evidence of what's going on in front of us versus how do we impose um a story form like best practice on existence uh, but curiously i think that that is much more the zizek end of what philosophy the practice of philosophy is um and like zizek's gonna be thrilled that he's the only philosopher we've named so far I'm not, I, I don't know any others. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wish I didn't know any others. <laughs> um, no, but the, um, I think, I think there's got to be, there's, what's missing is um, for that to have a utility is like a, um, an agreed upon useful codifying, codified set of tools or like, mm. um, you know, burden of proof for, literally just saying anything or um, I, I, and I think that those things really let the discipline down and those things are baked into equivalent interrogations of um, natural world and life and how to live it, et cetera. Yeah. And I just, I think it's one of those classic things, like any field that I see where people are held up as expertise as experts or having expertise, I'll look at it and be like, okay, well, are the things that are the implicit promises that this uh, field is making, Am I, am I seeing that payoff in the people who are engaged with it for their whole life? Like as in, do I, as in, do I meet philosophy students or PhD or philosophy PhDs mm. and feel that they have a better take on, right. on any of the things that philosophy is meant to give you a better take on? Oh, I know too many PhD philosophy students to. The answer is a straight no. It is a straight no, yeah. isn't it? Like, yeah. Mm. Um, And for me, I feel like, yeah, it's like, it just feels like an undercooked, it just, I mean, the harshest thing is it. Yeah, it just feels outdated. It feels like a frame, yeah. feels like a framework of investigation that was created before we had a bunch of more useful information yeah. that we have now. Yeah, yeah, and and, and that is the chief critic that um, criticism that uh, that is levied at the discipline. You know, what what's its predictive value? Like for the last few hundred years, uh, all of our major breakthroughs have come elsewhere. Yeah, and I mean, and don't get me wrong. Like we've stuck, I've stuck up on this podcast. Uh, again and again for things like navel gazing, self analysis, mm. hanging out time, like things that have inherent fun. Yeah, that's it. It's not nothing about this is me thinking that spending a lot of time in existential investigation is bad. I think that's great. And also, obviously, we're in it. Yeah, that's it. But I feel like um, I just feel like philosophy is just a kind of just a bit of a bogged down. It's just a bit of a B grade version of it. It's like it's like yeah, and even it's just even worse, good at best. even worse because it's um uh endowed with an authority, yes, as a good discipline. Point. So, yeah, like exactly. you know, this 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 podcast will be very different. Like I could see how you could we we're here musing. It's it's a philosophical nature because we're curious about the world and yeah. how things are going. But we are also not sitting here saying we have figured we like. No, we actually we're saying we figured it out all the time. That's, well, that's we're not figure, fair. we're figuring it out. Yeah, in but half but, an hour at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're not. Uh, what, what, what's the distinction? We're not. We're not like you know demanding two hundred thousand dollars a year from an institution to have an office to 
to command people to about the true correct way. Part like, of it, I mean, we're not. Yeah, part of it is that we're like intrinsic in our premise is the idea that we're lay people. Like, as yeah, where yeah, we're, yeah. Uh, our idea is that specifically the value of us doing it is that we don't know better than other people. And that, you know, like for me, the thing at heart of the premise of the Rank Ideas podcast that you're listening to right now is the idea that you don't, is that any, is that anyone at any intelligence level has the potential to observe and rank and every and idea. can and please do like yeah, that's just that's the it. fun that's the fun thing that's it like, yeah like the 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 the, thing, the ideas in our life are worth interrogating and exploring especially yeah. the ones that define it takes it's so a, much and it takes no genius to do it it takes no genius and or no special ability What's to just genius you know to, yeah to, it's it's an idea that we've ranked low on the list mm. um is uh, it's yeah it takes no special quality to uh to puncher and look through the base assumptions that make up your and just do it i'm trying to think of um i'm on one of my shows many many years ago I had david Chalmers, the consciousness philosopher on and i know that he, like um you know he's he's um i guess you know sort of at the forefront of like uh you know what is consciousness and what is like artificial intelligence as a consciousness and things like that but i even then like every time i see a new thing from him I'm like oh yeah interesting idea I, I don't I don't upend my life in any way you know yeah. whereas like if I think about you know the sort of quantum experiments of the you know 20s and 30s or whatever like yes that or, cha- that that changes it doesn't change materially how I'm living day to day but that changes how I think about things so there's a step shift in a, or, yeah in a way that's incomparable again or to do a very me type example just you know like um the increased amount you're learning about the increased uh, evidence we have for the idea that human brains are predictive machines rather than responsive machines, yeah. for instance. You know, that's the sort of thing where I'm like, okay, that's that's a that's a sea change in my, or, you know, that reorients Your life. Who literally I am, who everyone I know is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, is you know. <laughs> it's really it, nice to map that from just like the physical perception to just your whole yeah, reality. Sense. I love it. Uh, yeah, me too. And, um, and other people's is. The other, the other thing that always gets me about, um, so, you know, this might be my most kind of like solid feeling case study about the limitations of philosophy is just how much, so, you know, in philosophy, they have the hard problem, you know, the idea, and they define the hard problem as consciousness. What is the nature of consciousness? Mm -hmm. How do we do it? And that one always cracks me up because it's like people, people wringing their hands over. Okay. It's so the hardest problem we can, we have is defining what consciousness even is and how it works and how it operates, which to me, I'm like. To even think that's a thing that matters is entirely, it's just so egocentric. Yeah, and I'm egocentric. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, it, it starts from such a, there's such blindness to the assumption, uh, the starting assumption that is at the heart of that, which is that consciousness is important or special. It, it reminds me of my Mighty Fields joke book I had as a teenager, which said, the brain's the most important organ in the body, but don't forget, it's the brain that's telling you that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> A true philosopher king. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Marty Fields. <laughs> but yeah, the idea of um yeah, it's like it's like it, the idea that wouldn't occur to you that the nature of consciousness is just some weird it's just another evolutionary branch of thing, oh we'll try this. Um, but yeah, but it's back back on the frame the framing of like this is the hard problem, like why? You know, like yeah. Hang on, hang on a minute. And like, because something that really shits me in philosophy is paradoxes, because I spend so much time studying these paradoxes. And uh, I don't know, have you ever looked into them? Like, no, cause, not because they love them. They, they love, they find a sticky paradox. And like, ah, oh, yes, you know, this is the, the S, there's so much in this. They're always, to, for, for me, they always just feel like linguistic tricks. Like, sure. like, they, I don't know. I just feel like if you were mapping from reality, these parrot, like, I don't know. 
what, you what know, reality is. The, the, most of these paradoxes just, just dissolve. They're just like, um, I don't know. My uh, housemate bought me as kind of a joke present, like an entire book that someone wrote on the trolley problem. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and you know. It's a good gag. Yeah, it was pretty good. And I read the whole thing and it was uh, and it was quite winningly written. But yeah, the whole um, idea of, oh, well, you know, in uh, when faced with two morally um, confronting or imperfect choices, what do you choose? And it's like, well, you you know, one of two morally in, imperfect choices. Like, but just, like just the idea that you can know anything about anything. Yeah. Like it's so, it's so, I find it just, that so annoying. The idea that it's a problem, like it's like, as in, yeah, that's a problem. If I have to choose between um, saving one life or like dooming one life to save other lives or not doing that and dooming those lives to get involved, to get involved in a situation mm. and be culpable or not, then yeah, that is a problem. As yeah. In, yeah, I'm going to make an imperfect decision. Yeah, from, yeah. It's hard. Like, yeah, there's real costs. It's like, man, what a shit situation to be in. That's ah, <laughs> here's the book. <laughs> it's like- I have but, a contract. But the idea that it's like, oh, let's wring our hands over this for a thousand years. <laughs> yeah. It, in fact, it reminds me of a Peter Singer thing I was listening to recently. It was like, oh, this is really interesting. And then exactly the same thing happened. You know, he, he's, yeah. he said his turning his turning point was, um, one turning point was um, for him and his career was framing a problem where about- um, there are five, is you in America in the, I don't know, I don't remember when it was, past, there are five African-American men, um, one of whom is guilty of a crime, and they're all about to be lynched. And the moral thing to do for you in that situation is to say, oh, it was him, he did it. And so you're potentially hanging, a, I mean, more likely than not hanging an innocent man, but the rest will get to live. That's the right thing to do. And like he was declaring, I was like, and I just thought, the hubris that you can know yeah. anything, like yeah. <laughs> any yeah. consequence of any action. Like Sing- we're all just floating around doing our best. Sing is a classic example of like, and again, like, yeah, it's fun to pick on people, but yeah, the thing is a classic example of um, it, it just being so blind to his own, how his own sensibility and his own mm. uh, type of brain functionality uh, maps this up. Cause yeah, he's just the classic, you know, he's a, um, he's a consistency nut. Like he needs, you know, his whole thing is like, Oh, uh, if these are the conditions on the ground, then logical consistency leads you to this idea. And so that's that, like, you know, it's that kind of Vulcan morality thing. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of go, well, yeah, that is one, that is one construction of how, like, yeah, yeah. If, if you create those rules, if you create that rule system, then yeah, there are definite moralities that come out of it, but you have to create the rule system first. It's not intrinsic in the world. Um it's yeah, you've, you've, again, you've had to make six assumptions. And I think we've hit the essence of why you and I instinctively don't like it. And then through, interrogation like it even less it's because there's a certainty inherent in it culturally at some level and i just think like many of the reflections that philosophers have like or the you know the great reflections through time um you know they, they, well firstly i mean this is something we should have said much earlier it's conspicuous that um the philosophers of canon are, and and contemporary are almost exclusively men mm. um for, you know uh, from um often from you know powerful opportune you know, like people aren't rising from. They're people who they're people who were from, yeah, who who weren't playing on the hardest difficulty setting. No, yeah, exactly. Um, and um, which is not to suggest that there it doesn't that there's not virtue from from people who exactly get an easier run they, that they can't add tremendous stuff. But uh, th- they I have think time it, and they have time and space and privilege to think. So yeah, you know. yeah. Um, but I think that there's something like like I've con- I've constructed my own like um, hypotheticals. And, you know, been quite proud of them. But I feel like if I was the type of person who was then so certain that this was important and then brought it to, you know, give the 
the discipline to write a 10,000 word treatise on something. And then, you know, th- this is the path of the philosopher. And mm. like, but I don't think that those reflections or interrogations aren't something that literally anybody is capable yeah. of doing um, just as well. Yeah. I, um, there's just a difference in temperament and that's where you get the culture. And that's, that's, that's it. And that's, yeah. oh, and that's a really good point. Yeah. If you, you know, you, if, if there's a philosopher, I feel like everyone accepts and observes that there's a philosopher, there's a philosopher temperament and personality type, or at least in broad, or broad schools, and mm. that should be the red flags right there. It's yeah, like, yeah. it's like, oh, so you're going to leave investigation of existence into the in the hands of one type of person. It doesn't matter what type of person they were. That's mm. that's limiting. It it just means fundamentally the perspective is closed off. But and I guess I guess you know we, to, we've just trashed it the whole time to to, to the virtue. Um, just having like, you know, I, we don't have philosopher Kings. Like, you know, we don't, um, we, we're not all under the, the rule of the thinking of the leading philosophers. So, you know, it is just another thing that's in the mix. So it's it is on. nice to bounce ideas around. You know, I, I think, um, you know, philosophy, philosophy is not at the center of our societies in, um, you I, know, how we conceive of how to build our lives really. It's um, not, po- it's not, it's not poisoning a big enough well compared to some of the other things that are at the bottom of the list at the moment. Yeah, that reminds. I think that's a really good point, and it reminds yeah. me of you know how many of your kind of uh, you know modern cultural critique gurus will uh, will be easy for me to just kind of relaxedly dismiss because their their vibe. A lot of their argument will be coming from the assumption that that's what's happening in academia or on college campuses yeah. is, is 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 what's happening in the world. Yeah, and I'm just like yeah. I'll just be like, dude, good news. It's not. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> great news, um, and. <laughs> in fact, even just think that, um, I mean, they, but there is still a harm, but the, the greater harm is from prescriptivism and like, and, um, uh, un, you know, an interrogation and things yeah. like that. You Faff, know, that. A lot of the harm just seems like it's just a lot of people who could be doing more useful work, just faffing around a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a straight, before we get into the ranking, um, mm. reminded me that uh, I heard a story this week that, so Tim Ferriss, um, who could be considered, <laughs> you know, a, of some form of he's a, th- a thought leader amongst uh, amongst populations. Absolutely, he uh, he has a, a a book, the Four Hour Body. Um, I, I don't know what the premise of it is. I don't really care, but um, he just he just, he, he just changes bodies every four hours. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm on. I'm. That's a great premise. I'm in. <laughs> he anyway. He's obviously telling people how to um get the 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 X body that is the one that they want. Um and um. But he, as part of writing that book, went to South Africa to to talk to you know some leading sports scientists there who put him through all these uh, things. And and apparently the guy the guy at the end, the South African guy, said, "You're the you're probably the least uh, healthy person we've ever had run ah. through these procedures." And Tim was just like, "Yeah, wow, that's great, that's so interesting." <laughs> like, and the guy's really struck that he didn't seem to care that he was like like. No, this is this is bad news. Anyway, that's the guy who's writing the book and like how everyone should. I don't know. It's. it's I mean, again, red flag so, number one. You're telling everyone it's, <laughs> that you found the answer. And maybe this is the thing, right? Because I always think about, um, you know, I I allow for the idea that people who might be, if you, yeah, if most people, if you heard all of their opinions on everything, I mean, this, I think the podcast is prover of it, are going to, you're going <laughs> to, you know, you're going to end up having a dimmer view of those people. Yeah. But um, then, pe- you know, most human beings are just cultivating the expertise in one area and asking you to listen to them on that, and that should be good, right? So to me, like, as in I don't need the, 
um yeah i don't just yeah if if i don't need my physiotherapist to have good takes on how taxation should work no this is your don't ask beyonce about politics ask about singing dancing don't ask tim ferris about exercise ask tim ferris on how to have a successful guru career but that's the thing right but that's like the tim ferris's of the world um and his ilk they they step they so quickly step out into accepting yes i am the person who can who can give you a take on everything um, so that's, that's there. That's, and that, and you know, they just make it so easy. They just make it unfairly easy for me to be dismissive of them right away. Um, as someone like me, who's confident in myself, uh, is just, and, and, you know, arrogant to a certain degree about my takes on things. I look at them and be like, well, cause yeah, as you were saying, I'm like, well, are they, do they read as at least as happy as me? You never, they never do. Mm. And then I would, I'm like, actually, I would need them to read as more, uh, actualized and happy as like in the, they, they would have to be doing better at the things that I care about for me to even listen to them. But, uh, and there's just never, it just never seems like they are, but um, separate to that philosophy would be fine. Then if just, if I felt like, Oh, if someone was just, if someone's philosophy was on point, I wouldn't care about the rest of the thing, except philosophy is so encompassing an idea that someone, yeah, yeah it's a uh, free license to roam. <laughs> that's it. But also it's like, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I feel like putting yourself in category philosopher, it gives you so much, yeah. Oh, it's an awful amount of license. Um, and just to come full circle yes. from the beginning topic, you'll be shocked to learn that Zizek's conclusion from all of his observations was that we need communism to solve all the problems that we have in society, which may have been the hammer that he was wielding when he it started interrogating the problems it's, it's <laughs> and possible. receiving the information. It's, it's slightly possible. Um, so looking at the list, again, I don't think it's right down the bottom because we don't, not because it's not stinky, but man, we've got some real stinky stuff. No, it's not that stinky. Um, I think there's utility to have it in the mix because it, it bounces off things and, you know, like, yeah, you if, can receive it and not engage with it. It feels like it's around the journalism space. Yeah, We've yeah. got So um, it's not as good as cheating, that's for sure. Journalism's under that. So in order, if looking at this little bracket of ideas, uh, in, it's so it good. It is, yeah, right next to fashion. We're really in... Journalism, fashion, inheritance, burnout, marriage, celebrity, genius, health. Obviously, I feel like health is worse, and borders are, borders under that are worse. Genius is sort of comparable. Yeah, it's an interesting place to start. Genius is. Uh, I f- I feel like genius, genius is, is worse. worse. Yeah, yep. just because it's um you know it's a delivery. It's like philosophy is a delivery system for the worst idea of genius. Like if you took genius out of it, you'd ameliorate. Yeah, some of the vibes. And what's above genius? We got. Celebrity. Celebrity. Well, oddly comparable. Yeah. Again. Um, I feel like it's worse than marriage because marriage is one where we just, marriage yeah. is definitely that thing of like, oh, it's just, you don't, there's no, it doesn't have a strong argument for itself, but. Not must. Yes. Um, it's bad, but it's not bad. So yeah, it's, I feel is it, this one's, this isn't too hard. So it's, a, a, I mean, this might take ages, but is it better or worse than celebrity? I, I think better. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably right. Because, uh, you know, at its very worst, it's still not as impactful as celebrity, I think. And celebrity makes philosophy worse as well. And, you know, there's an argument, like, as you're saying, like, if you have it in the mix, there are, like, it's, yeah, if, if I think it's a sort of burnt out, it's if just a, just, yeah, just a B, it, a B grade or a C grade tool for what it's trying to do. Yeah. Celebrity isn't even, there's, yeah, it wouldn't even be the G, G, uh, great tool of what you would be of the positive things yeah. you'd be trying to use it for. Yeah, sure. Um, and again, I'm not that down on celebrity. This isn't like this isn't 
the hellacious part of the list. Like again, this is these are bad ideas. These are probably more than fifty percent bad ideas. Hold on a minute, hellacious. Yep. All right. I, as I'm going to need some time off off Mike <laughs> to, to have a serious chat with you, Nick, for saying hellacious. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Uh, that was there was a cut in between those, and we had a we had a half hour chat. And, I'm um, chastened. <laughs> Um, I'm hellacious. <laughs> he's hellacious, hellaciously chastened. Um, Chalaciously hastened. The end of the episode. Thanks for listening. We love you, our listeners. See you next time. See you next time. Sometimes commotion, sometimes commotion. Rank ID.